Hello and welcome back to Los Bichos Podcast. My name is Eddie. And my name is Jonathan. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, just keep just keeping it spicy. I see that. Damn, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to episode 12 of Los Bichos Podcast. And uh hello. Hello, yes. Edward. Can hello. we talk about how We've hung out at least three times in person, but we still have not been able to record this podcast together. That's right. <laughs> Every time we're together, we're like, okay, we'll record it this time. And then we're like, mm, no. <laughs> and this past weekend, we had like ample time. I would ample say. time. Yeah. For some reason, we're just refusing to actually record this podcast together. We have to be in different states. Absolutely. We want the sound quality to be as bad as possible. As... <laughs> <laughs> That's our goal in this podcast. I think I think we're succeeding. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I think we are. Look at us. Committing. Coming. Anyways, uh-huh. yes, Johnny, we were here this, we were together this past weekend. We were, and I also have to highlight that I don't think you were sick. I wasn't, yes. So we survived a weekend without you being, like, deathly ill. I know, every time we hang out together on a weekend, I always get sick. Unless you were sick and I didn't know. No, I'm probably, I probably have COVID now, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little, I got a little kiss, I got a little kiss happy this weekend. So I swapped spit with a lot of people. <laughs> did you, did you keep track? Um, let's see. On the boat, four. Okay. On um, Saturday, one, two, three, four, five on Saturday. Really? Yeah. Wait, I fully thought Friday was more than Saturday. Interesting. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, I made out with the guy that Daryl wanted to have a cigarette from. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and then I, I made out with a guy inside of Rise. Was Rise? No, the second one we went to. The Ritz. Yes. No, the second one. Uh, industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You made out with someone at industry? Like that. Five what? I, I know. fully missed that. He was from El Salvador, too. Oh, you pointed him out. I didn't, yeah. You didn't say you guys made out. <laughs> <laughs> you just, all you said was like, hey, that guy's from El Salvador. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> El Salvador bonded us. <laughs> I practically you, kissed my cousin. You probably. fully kissed your cousin. Yeah, I know. Fully. <laughs> Everything I said I wouldn't do, I did. <laughs> <laughs> what a but yeah what a fun weekend it was a great weekend honestly this weekend kind of inspired our topic for this week because i just had so much fun this weekend literally saturday was exactly what i was looking for or what i'm always looking for in my night to be which is just a night of like dancing very heavily and like just dancing i just love to dance we did that we danced a lot to the point where like my feet definitely hurt oh like i thought i had like body aches today and i was <laughs> like why am i it was like why am i hurt and i was like oh yeah we danced for like 12 hours not to mention you fully attempted to twerk and uh that was a moment uh, of experience no. <laughs> my no ass having had like me not having ass and i'm over here like twerking <laughs> well those girls were so good at it i just i just felt the need to to dance along you know yeah yeah it was a lot of fun i had a really great time this weekend and now we can talk about the hidden intentions of this episode and it's actually for me to convince edward to move yes. to new york city <laughs> <laughs> we so for episode 12 our uh, episode is going to be about moving. Yes, um, we've we've briefly like joked on this podcast before of like Eddie and I moving to Chicago, um, but I think more recently Eddie has been like seriously contemplating moving. That's right. I think it's it, this will be a pretty interesting topic because 
we're both on opposite ends of the spectrum. You've moved to a couple places in your lifetime, and I stayed where I was born and raised my entire life. Yeah, I've honestly moved way too much. (laughs) It's given me, like, perspective on life, and I don't... I don't regret it. My Mm -hmm. wallet regrets moving, but I don't regret it. (laughs) I think, honestly, moving probably, like, expands your horizon and, like... It's not the only thing that's expanded, let me tell you. Gross. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) But I I don't know. I just, uh, I admire the fact that you're... But, like, see, every place that you move to, like, gets you closer to the place that you know you want to be at. Whereas me being stuck, or not stuck, but being where I'm at and where I've been at my entire life, I kind of don't have, like, you know, an idea of the different places or, like, where I would fully fit in, you know? See, this is where I think the our conversations about moving are a little... Like, I would, I would say you shouldn't frame it in terms of feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. because like I think I had that similar mindset in that like I was moving because I felt like I wasn't in, in where I wanted to be right but then I will say that like every move I did didn't really necessarily make me feel closer to where I wanted to be yeah I, I will say I think moving offered me an experience or an opportunity to like have a fresh start yeah but I will tell you, it's emotionally taxing to, like, start a whole new social network. Yeah. Um, but there well, are pros There are pros and cons. Well, first, let's talk about the places that you have been to. So where have you moved to in your lifetime? Yes. So let's just go down the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Arlington, Virginia, and I moved to Alexandria, like, midway through elementary school. I wouldn't count that, but whatever. I'm just giving it, it, <laughs> it has relevance. Okay. Let me fill in my story, <laughs> you rude ass bitch. Um, and then for college, I moved to Harrisonburg, which you might not count also, but I think this is like really important in like my perception of like moving. Um, well, first, let's, let's call it. I, I agree that that's like, I think. People need to know, at least if you're not from this area, like the difference between Northern Virginia and the rest of Virginia is huge. Like, Fully. Yeah, yeah, I think Northern Virginia is very much like a, um, it's more diverse. It's more, uh, yeah, it's just more diverse and more populated. I, I, I That's why I wanted to highlight both Arlington mm-hmm. and Alexandria compared to when I moved to Harrisonburg and mm-hmm. because that was the first time I had ever in my life experienced culture shock yeah and like culture shock is something that you generally experience like in another country but like for me as like a naive freshman in college like I truly experienced white culture for the first time <laughs> <laughs> yeah especially because the place in where we lived at in Alexandria it's like a super diverse place like I always remember like there was just everybody. It was just a huge mixing bowl. At my high school, like at my, you know, all my schools, it was a huge mixing bowl. You know, I was always predominantly white because whatever, but there was a lot of different uh, races there. Yeah, races, ethnicity, like mm-hmm. diversity of economic income, like fully every every sense of that word um, diverse. I would say Northern Virginia has like locked and well. Absolutely. Um. And I, I felt that, like, and throughout my education and um, the people I was around when I was in Northern Virginia. Um, so going to Harrisonburg was, like, a moment of culture shock. And it was also a moment of growth because it was the first time I was leaving my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it felt right. I felt yeah. like I needed to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie, for college, you kind of stayed in Northern Virginia. I did. I stayed in Fairfax. Like, I... I've literally stayed within the same area my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. In college, what did you feel about that? Like, at that time, did you want to be close to home? Not necessarily. Um, I could have I lived at home because I went to George Mason. And George Mason is, like, maybe an hour or hour and a half away from my parents' house in Fredericksburg. 
because uh, my parents moved to Fredericksburg uh, my last year of high school. But um, yeah, no, it, it, I definitely enjoy my independence from my parents. So what was the question again? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I like, completely forgot what you asked. It's okay. It's not the first time you I know. ignore everything you say. <laughs> yeah, right. My question was, how did you feel about, like, being in college in, in um, Fairfax when you were in college? Like, did you... Like, Fred- <clears throat> Fredericksburg is not that far. Like, right. did you... Did you feel that even 45 minutes was too far from your parents? Okay. Uh, no. So I'm not, like, attached to my family in that sense. Where, like, this... The... Where, like, me n- not moving is because I want to be close to my parents. No, I, get, I meant, like, at that time. When that is, like... I think that that's the first time you leave home, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, when a- Eddie was 18 years old, did you feel a type of way of, like your relationship to your family and moving away from them um it sounds like you didn't but that, that that's no. totally fine yeah, yeah so like this is gonna be like somewhat sad and i it's I, I don't see it as sad anymore but uh so growing up I, I i knew i was gay right so growing up i kind of made it my mission to be as distant from my family as possible mm-hmm. emotionally so <laughs> because I knew that like if I ever or in my head I thought that like if I were to come out my parent would my parents would completely um excommunicate me and so I just wanted to be prepared emotionally for that so this is an eight nine-year-old thinking that so I like for years I like for 10 years basically I very much remained emotionally distant from my family so I wasn't like I didn't feel any type of like longing for them when i was in school or like any need to talk to them honestly i talked to them like maybe once a month or whenever i like broke my glasses and i needed something yeah yeah um did you (laughs) it's a lot yeah but (laughs) but it's true yeah did you um did you get tired of like the location though? Like what uh, is there a point or even now are you happy with Northern Virginia? Mm, see like I kind of feel like Northern Virginia you kind of get a little bit of everything like if you want the suburb life you can have that. If you want the city life you can go into DC for like a little bit. And if you want to like a, kind of like a country kind of experience or a rural area like, I can just go to my parents' house in Fredericksburg. So I kind of get it all. And really, for me, it's not necessarily... And the reason, part of the reason why I haven't moved is because, for me, it's not necessarily the place, um, but more so the people. Like, if I'm meeting new and interesting people, to me, that keeps it fresh. Right. Right. So um, that's what I really look for. Um, or that's why I haven't really moved around, because... In every stage of my life, I've been able to meet new people, and through those people, I've been able to have different experiences, and um, yeah, so that's why I haven't really moved up, or that's one of the reasons why I haven't really moved around, but yeah, I... um... So... So aside from people, you're telling me that you have no preference between like a rural suburban or urban space it's all about the people absolutely for me like even if i you know whenever i travel people are always like oh let's go to this place because you know it's it's a really cool place or like when i'm in new york right um i could give a shit about like the grandeur of new york i i I don't give a shit um what matters to me is like are the people that i'm hanging out with or the things that i'm experiencing like fun yeah I think um, that makes a lot of sense, um, knowing you. And I, I think that tracks. Yeah. Like, for me, it's the complete opposite. Like, I'm a big city guy. And I, like, you know, like, I studied urban planning. Like, urbanism is really my, like, what I'm fascinated by. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that the people that I want to be surrounded by, which is, like, the progressives, the queers happen to flourish in big cities is kind of mm-hmm. like a coincidence yeah but i'm very thankful that those are like 
you know, go hand in hand is like cities and like queer people. Right. And, okay. Um, so we lost left you off in Harrisonburg. Where did you go after that? Or Harrisburg, right? Harrisonburg. Yeah. Um, and so after undergrad, I went straight to grad school and I moved to Los Angeles, um, which my options for grad school were either Ithaca, New York, or Los Angeles, California. And I was like, ah, I'm going to go to LA. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I also, so my dad's side of the family is predominantly in California. Mm-hmm. Um, I have family in California, so it kind of felt like I have this opportunity to like go to a completely different space and kind of start over. And this is where I kind of like re- regret um, I don't regret moving at all, but I mm-hmm. thought, I thought, I fully thought that moving to Los Angeles was going to solve all my problems. Yeah. But, like, not only was I, like, experiencing a new city, but I was also, like, experiencing grad school. Mm-hmm. I was experiencing, like, trying to develop, like, a new social network to include, mm-hmm. like, both, like, friendship network and also, like, a professional network. Um, because I was investing all this money to go to grad school, right? Like, yeah, it was a lot of pressure. And, um... I had an amazing time. Los Angeles is truly my favorite city in the United States. Um, but holy shit, like, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> and, know, I never really hear you talk that much about L.A. or, like, the people in it. Like, I, you know, I, I, I've met your friends from New York and I met your friends here in D.C., but I've never really heard you talk too much about the people that you met in L.A. Yeah, that's mostly because they're in L.A. So, yeah. <laughs> like, unless we're going to L.A. or, like, actually, my roommate from um, New York is here in, I'm sorry, my roommate from L.A. is here in New York this week, and I'm mm-hmm. so excited to see her because mm-hmm. um, it is kind of two different worlds. I will say, like, even now, like, I, I have to make it an effort to reach out to my L.A. friends because mm-hmm. they're fully living a whole different world, whole different time zone. Like, it's it's hard to maintain um like a bi-coastal friendship right um and one of the like cities that you've been talking about to like possibly move is seattle and Mm -hmm. like to me i'm like i fucking love seattle yeah but i will say from like a friendship perspective like if you were to move there i would probably like we would we it would definitely be a strain on our communication which isn't a problem but it's just like living but like knowing people on different coasts it is like a it's harder Mm. because like let's say like i'm out it's 3 a.m and like you're just going out to like have a good time it's just like little things like that yeah or in particularly when you're like drunk texting and like the other person is on isn't on the same level Mm -hmm. it's just like it's hard yeah um but yeah that's why i don't really talk about my la people like that because like i mean i love them but like we don't i don't know it's kind of like it's hard to be actively friends yeah um but yeah i love my time in la and actually like i'm so thankful that i got to experience that but i fully and i wasn't like i was slowly at the time like coming out of the closet Mm -hmm. um so that was also like a simultaneous journey for me um and i think also la is such a latino city Mm -hmm. and it's such a queer city it's just like it felt like home it felt so right L.A. was, like, where I was meant to be and where I was meant to go. Yeah. So um, why wouldn't, would you ever, do you see yourself going back there? I don't, only in the fact that I want to experience the most I can in life. Yeah. And, when, and, and that means across cities, too. Like, yeah. I lived the best three years of Los Angeles, and I feel like I can check that list or check that city off my list. Because mm-hmm. I had the best three years of my life there. And it couldn't have been better. And so, like, I, I don't, I kind of don't see myself. I think I mentioned on this podcast earlier, I don't see myself as a homeowner. I don't see myself staying in one place forever. Yeah. I would live, like, my, I think I would live my most fulfilled life if I was just, like, traveling. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, I studied, like, my major, my undergrad is in geography. My master's is in urban planning. If I could if I could, you know what? I'm just going to throw this out into the universe. Yeah. If I could be, like, a, one of those influencers who goes out and travels and just, like, blogs about it. Yeah. That is my ideal lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> like that girl who died. Okay, so I...
Why did you do that to me? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I do, but only a little. I like started reading the story, and I was like, "This is I don't care." Well, but, she was, like she loves to travel. She likes to like, blog and vlog about it with her boyfriend. But I'm pretty sure her boyfriend killed her. So <laughs> that could be your story. It could be my story. <laughs> <laughs> um, only time will tell. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, after LA, I got my first um like big boy job in, in dc which was working for government so and I... that's where you met the love of your life yes money no me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, money is my first love you're my second eddie oh. <laughs> um and so i moved back home to the dc area um and that was actually my first time living in D.C. proper. Mm-hmm. So that was such an exciting time in my life because I previously to living in D.C., I never really had the best relationship D.C. Yeah. To, to the city. I always thought it was like kind of boring. Yeah. Um, but I think I lived in D.C. when D.C. was having a renaissance. And I don't know if I say that from a biased perspective. You are. but i also had the best time in the three years that i was was it three or two it was three years i think yeah of living in dc that i just like had the best time i was like so happy to reconnect with my friends from like high school and Mm -hmm. also like i made like i made a like a a lot of new friends to include eddie Mm. that's how we met in dc and um I just, like, had the best time. And, you know, every, like, the L.A. time was great. The D.C. time was great. But I did feel that I was, like, so I got the job to move back to D.C. And I was, like, oh, good. I have another opportunity to, like, restart my life. Yeah. Right, from, a from like, a just to, like, reinvent myself, rebrand myself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, like, both times I kind of just ended up doing the same thing. And I got yeah. the same result. And it wasn't a bad result, but it was just, yeah. like, you know what is it like? You're you're like labeled as crazy when you do the same thing and but get the same result or whatever. Right. You so that's do. What it, no, you. Uh, yeah, you're right. Or you expect something different, but you do the same thing. And uh, that's kind of my relationship with moving. I would mm-hmm. say overall. Yeah. I go into it with an expectation that it'll like solve all my problem, and I'll be a new person, and I'll mm-hmm. like like make all the friends. But it, it's still. It's hard work everywhere you go. Of course. You really have to, like, put yourself out there and um, meet new people. And it's not always fun, like, um, you know, but it's just, like, it'll be worth it in the end. And Mm -hmm. I will say, I think the sweet spot to moving is, like, year three. Yeah. My first two years in New York were really tough. Yeah. So after D.C., I moved to New York for work. Um, is where I've been since. This is my third year. Yeah. And um, it's just really lonely when you first move. Of course. Like, you might know one or two people from, like, college or, like, whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, trying to fully, like... Establish your life. 100% is so yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, it's It sounds like you've always had, Eddie, like, either your college people around or, like, high school people around, which I don't, I actually don't think you're that close to your high school friends, but maybe, I don't know. I mean, Maddie's my, my ride or die. Maddie, yeah. Um, but you've always had, like, a network around you. Absolutely, yeah. And you've never had to, like, start from scratch, right? Because, yeah. like, well, have you ever had to... That's like, part of the reason why I want to move mm-hmm. is because I... Um, I consider myself a pretty, pretty like amicable person. I can, I can get along with anybody and I have enough conversational skills, conversational skills. Is that a thing? I don't know. I have enough. I can, I can be in any room and talk about anything with anybody. I think I am pretty knowledgeable about like, I have like a potpourri kind of knowledge on a lot of stuff. So like, I always try to find like a common a commonality between myself and a group of people and then like I go off of that and so I've never really had a problem making friends or um talking to people randomly mm. um except now now I'm like I've I've hit a wall like a, a really I've hit a wall and I've hit it hard and that's <laughs> communicating with gay people I I cannot do it I I get stuck so hard 
And in DC, um, in this area, I've just found I just found it almost impossible to be honest. And um, that's why that's part that's that's a huge reason as to why I want to move because I you know uh, I was thinking like, is there something wrong with me that I can't connect to to queer people or like you know because I can connect to anybody like I mean we went to your. Um, just as an example, we went like we went to your sister's graduation party, you know, and by the end of the night, like your family members were like telling me the like their deepest, darkest secrets. Not really, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they were like we were having like no, real conversations. You they, know, they all loved you. Yeah, yeah. And it's because I am a genuinely friendly person. Like I, I love talking to people and getting to meet new people. But I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe, you know, the anxiety um, of wanting this is like I don't know. Anyways, but I've just I've 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 hit a block with the people here in DC, with the gay people here in DC. I can't connect, and uh, like I don't know. I uh, and so like I'm I'm starting to get frustrated with it. I guess. Yeah, I um, I hear I fully hear that. And if so, you mentioned Seattle. Mm-hmm. What are what are like other options? I mean, really, the only two cities that I like, I don't know why, but like, I've never been to either, but Seattle has always been someplace that like, I've always loved, mainly because I love rain, <laughs> and it's always raining there a lot. <laughs> I know it's a weird, like, reason to want to go there, but that's like the main reason why I want to go there. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is gay culture when you hear rain on me once and you want to move to Seattle. Oh, I bitch, I told Lady Gaga about raining on me. So <laughs> <laughs> No, um I honestly I fucking love that city. Yeah. But um my sister actually had like a temporary like work sent her out there to work for like yeah. a couple weeks. Um and I got to visit her while she was there and um oh. I fucking love that city. Yeah. It was beautiful. Um, I would visit all the time. However. Nice. And then again, the second city for me would be Chicago. Chicago, which you've never been to neither. I've never been to Chicago either. But I think through social media, I've like gotten a pretty good picture of what Chicago gay life is like over there. And it's really interesting to me. It feels very... I know... Again, it's, I'm not. I'm not so naive to think that it's going to be like a perfect place for me, you know. But it feels more. It feels like more of a community than I don't know. I just really dislike DC gays. If I'm being honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Um, well, I don't know. I, I don't co-sign that feeling because I think there are a lot of great gays in DC. However, I fully. Like understand why what you're saying in terms of like reaching a wall with like it's just like the kind of the same pool of people. It really is, yeah. It's a very small city. I don't think people realize like DC is an amazing city, but it's not. It's like not even. I think it's like top ten, but it's not like up there in terms of big cities. Mm-hmm. It's only important because it's the capital of the United States, right? Right, but like population wise, it, you kind of just end up seeing the same people. Absolutely. And it's like, it's really boring to swipe to, a, to when you on on apps when you get to a point. Like, yeah, you're just like, oh, you're still on here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's how I that that's just how I feel. Like, uh, I mean, uh, like uh, this past weekend, like I hung out with so many different people, and like I got to talk to so many different people, and that's all I'm really looking for. It's just like acquaintances that, like, if it. If it gets to, I mean, that's how you and I met. We were just acquaintances and we just happened to, our personalities happened to mesh and it developed into a, a really good friendship, right? But like, I feel like sometimes I, in 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 here, I, I, I talk to someone and then the conversation ends and I'm like, okay, well, cool. What if, <laughs> you, what if you just traveled more? But if I traveled more, I'd be making friends with like people that are not in my area. But what if you, like, travel enough to the point where, like, the world is your community? See, that's what I want. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just projecting my, uh... What you want? My dreams onto you. (laughs) Yeah. That's not my thing. See, like, 
though I did like you know I did like emotionally distance myself from my family like I'm still very close with my family and I talk to my sister like on a you know every other day almost and I and my parents still call me and like the comfort of going home is still there and that's part of the reason why I like because we have a better relationship now obviously um but the, like yesterday, for example, I, I went to my mom's house and like my mom cooked me dinner and like she was giving me head scratches while we were watching TV. So like, that's nice to me. I love that shit. Like, I don't I don't like to me, it's like if you're fulfilled in a place like, um, you know, then it's fine. So like, I understand what you're saying in the sense that like, you know, moving isn't going to solve all your problems. But I feel like I'm a pretty grounded individual and knowing that like maybe this place just isn't for me kind of thing and maybe like maybe like moving is kind of the the catalyst that I need in order for me to feel that and not just like not because like I'm looking for a solution to my problem so much as I'm I kind of like exhausted my resources here and I see that like we're we're done you know fully yeah i um and i 100 agree like i think it, it'll it like will be a great thing for you if you decide to move mm-hmm. um i only i only stress that because there's also a financial component to of moving. course yeah and um the financial side is the thing that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to moving mm-hmm. because um it's all it's all about the exciting parts right um, but like again i mentioned earlier like my wallet does not thank me for moving across the across the United States like twice now yeah and so like I have a co-worker who is my friend we're, we're really great friends um, a previous co-worker and she took a job um, she lives in New York she lived in New York and she took a job in Louisville and like um, throughout the whole process I just like told her the same advice I was just like because she was just over her current like social life in New York and she mm-hmm. was just like I've been here for like ten years, and I'm just kind of like I'm I'm I want something new. Yeah. Um, and then we it's been like three months now since she's mm. been in Louisville, and we've talked, and she's just like struggling. She and I'm, I'm struggling just like, like financially, or just struggling in general. She's dr- struggling socially. Mm-hmm. Financially, she's flourishing because Louisville is like so cheap. Right. But like socially, she's just struggling because mm-hmm. she's a very extroverted person. Yeah. Like. New York is probably the type of people she will connect with better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think I, and I keep telling her the time thing, like you might be struggling now socially, but like eventually you will gain this new sense of community. It just takes time. Right. And I think that's like the super important thing for anyone who's like thinking of moving mm-hmm. is that one, save up your coins. Like you got, you have to have like some savings just to like have enough money to actually commit to moving. And then two, just like it's gonna take time it's gonna take a long time for it to feel like home um i think moving can be magical but mm-hmm. it's like it's not it's not as magical as it may seem mm-hmm. at least not immediately yeah see and that's been like a huge component that's uh prevented me from moving too because uh, i don't think i haven't tri- like thought about moving before but like you know, I, I've always worked in nonprofit or I've worked in human services and those are career paths that don't make a lot of money at all. So I've always kind of not had a lot of money, you know? And so now that in my new position um, where I'm working, it's finally given me an opportunity to kind of expand to different, um, different or like more like federal government kind of positions and more, um, you know, I, I could choose to do, like, something else with it, um, with the experience that I have. So now I feel is, like, the time that I'm able to kind of think about jobs that I can do in other places that will give me the money that I'm looking for in order to live there. Whereas before, like, you know, working for the American Diabetes Association, I mean, it's here in Alexandria. It's not like I can go to, like, a satellite, you know, you know a satellite place and do the same thing that I was doing there, you know? So many places now are doing, like, permanent work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, like, one of my good friends, um, his company officially went 100% remote yeah. forever. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I, wor- I also work in government. Um, and that's, it's looking kind of the opposite for government. 
It's like they really want us to go back in office. Yeah. But I would love to be in a company or a space that would allow me to work remote so that I can live literally wherever I want. Yeah. No. Again, I'm I'm trying to live that. You know what I want? You know, I don't actually want to do this, but it'd Mm -hmm. be fun to, like, take a break and do, like, um, those, those, you know, those RVs that are, like, pimped out to be, like, homes. Yeah. I just want to do that and just, like, road trip the world. And just end up in Wyoming. That, that's where the girl died. <laughs> oh, oh, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then that sounds like the place to end my life. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a great ending spot. Honestly, I'm not trying to make fun of the situation. No, it's really don't. awful what's happening there. I just have a dark sense of humor, guys. <laughs> so... <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um... Yeah, no, I can I can see that for you. You you seem like a transient type of person, so what the fuck is that supposed to mean? It just means that you 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 kind of enjoy like Jesus Christ, Eddie, just call me a whore and shut up. <laughs> you're not a whore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like uh yeah, you you seem like you, you kind of enjoy just something new wherever you go. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, like uh, I have, I have given myself like a year. Um, you know, I want this to this place that I'm at right now. This this apartment, I kind of want this to be my last apartment um, in Northern Virginia. Um, oh my god! So I'm gonna really go for it. Well, I'm I'm putting that in uh, this out into the air as well that I'm really gonna go for it. And I talked to my parents about it yesterday, and they were like. Like, don't go, but we can see what you would want to go to. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm giving myself this year to save up, to really think and plan about where I want to go. I cannot wait for episode 75, where we're recording <laughs> from, your, from your new apartment. From my new apartment. In downtown yeah. Chicago. That would be so much fun. And I love, I know, they, I know that they say that the winters in Chicago are just horrid. Because I have a I have a friend who lived in Chicago for a couple of years, and she's another person that like is very transient. She like she was in Chicago, she moved back here, and now she's moving to Texas. Um, but she gave me like a little bit of the rundown on Chicago, and she's like, "Those winters are awful." <laughs> but like, I fucking love winter so much, so like I I don't really care. And um, if especially if I find a a, a a job where like I can be remote, it doesn't really matter. work yeah so i'm giving myself a a year we'll see hopefully i can i can follow through and i will follow you wherever you go because i love you oh i love you too (laughs) (laughs) so also let's like wrap this up so like what are the pros of moving then everything (laughs) (laughs) i I thought i think uh, yeah everything i love i love a, a sample a sampler, a good mm-hmm. sampler, right? Where I can taste a little bit of everything. Yeah. And that's how I'm trying to live my life. So I've done New York. I've done LA. Maybe Chicago's in the future. Who knows? Uh, Bitch, or... if you want to move next year to Chicago with me, let's do it. What if I move internationally? Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, my God. Catch me in um, Buenos Aires. Okay. Or, or Tokyo. Mm. <laughs> 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 okay, so the pros are you kind of get like a different flavor of of the world i guess everywhere you go the pros are the excitement the pros are the renewed sense of purpose Mm -hmm. and what would you say is a con of moving a lot money 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 yeah it's fucking expensive i just paid i dropped nine hundred dollars for moving uh, for hiring movers in new york city Mm -hmm. and it was like six six blocks it was like so much money well let's 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 okay let's say this um in your experience how much should a person save up before they make a major move like i would Mm. like let's say from dc to new york how much did you save up fucking nothing nothing (laughs) nothing really i'm but but that was a mistake yeah as what i want to clarify Mm -hmm. i didn't save money i just like was and still am living paycheck to paycheck um but i will say that was a mistake so like like now knowing that you've made that mistake how much would you have saved i I should say at least like two and a half months of like income 
So like maybe like six thousand, seven thousand dollars. I don't. That depends on like what you're making. What your income is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I get you. Yeah. So like two page or like two months worth of paychecks worth. I would say two months, but I mean, it really depends on like you and how you live and like what you need. Mm -hmm. I mean, not everyone lives on the same like financial like. You know, it it varies. Yeah. Um, But what are your pros and cons for moving? For not moving, you mean? No, for like, what would you think previously to moving, Mm -hmm. would you think are the pros and cons? I think the pros of it is it kind of forces you to... uh, It forces you to not necessarily grow up, but forces you to adapt and survive. And survive doesn't mean like you know, survive in the sense that you're, you know, going to die if you don't have a meal next day, but like survive in the sense that like we, we as humans are communal beings. And so in order to survive, you need people that you can commune with. Right. So uh, moving kind of makes, it forces you to be social because if you're not social, then you're just inside your house the entire time. Right. So I think that would be a pro um it's like you're kind of do or die in terms of your friendships you know um another pro i guess would just be experiencing new people um and a con for me is just especially for me would just be not being around my family and yeah that would be the biggest con for me it's just not being around my family gotcha yeah so i i will ask you again on episode 75 to see if your answers have changed (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) But I, I okay. So like, just on on the on the on the flip side of it, like the pros and cons of not moving. So like, the pros are, of course, you've settled, you've ha- you you have your roots here, and so there's a lot to be said about having a fallback or having comfort, like that is, or having a safety net. Like, that's a that's a huge deal. You know, it's 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 really, you know, I've I I've always like you know, when I'm sick or whenever I'm having issues, like the fact that I know that I can contact my, my, my sister or my parents or even like Madi, like that is a huge comfort for me. And it's a lot, it's a large portion of, of why um, I stayed in the area. I fully agree. I think that's one of the cons of moving also Mm -hmm. is like, I mean, I'm, I miss on some, I try to come back home to DC for like the big, um, reunions family wise and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i miss like a lot of like small get-togethers or small moments that i'm just like not a part of because it's like not worth me like getting down here for yeah but it's still like important yeah like i regret like not going to like some cousin's birthday party or like you know like just as my my family is like growing um, like my extended family is growing and just like missing little birthdays or like celebrations that I'm mm-hmm. like, always there for. Yeah. Um, you know, that does suck. Yeah. Um, but also I know that for my life, I need to do what I'm doing and I need to be away. Yeah. And so, I think so part of it is a little selfish, but I also think um, I'm doing what's best for me. And I think that's also super important. Of course, you only live this life once. So live it up the best way that you can totally so next year we're both moving to chicago it's still not off the table so Uh, yeah i would that'd be fun i think and you've had me as a roommate i'm not a bad roommate i you didn't ask me that (laughs) i'm telling you that i'm not a bad roommate (laughs) (laughs) honestly i so like this is just a side story but maddie thought i was gonna be the worst roommate in the world but she was like oh you're like a really good roommate because you're the type of roommate that I never see. And that's because I like to keep to myself when I'm at my house. So mm-hmm. I'm a good roommate. <laughs> All right, fine. You've convinced me. Yay. As, long, as long as I never have to see you again, then we can be roommates. Girl, don't worry about it. I hate you halfway <laughs> through. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we've had a pretty good conversation about moving, let's move on to the next topic here. And we wanted to kind of discuss the next two, uh, the next two uh, drag race series that are coming on, um, the big ones at least, and uh, that would be uh, Canada and the UK. UK season three, Canada season two. Um, I think RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yes, I think 
Canada had such a good showing, an unexpectedly good showing, that like people are really excited about it. And UK season two, like it literally blew up the world. I think, I think UK season two was like an unexpected hit. I don't I even think. think... Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No. I think UK season two is up there with All Stars two. I agree. Yeah. In terms of the best seasons of all time, I yeah. think it was. And you know what? I hated uk1 it was not for me oh no i i did not connect to it i'm sorry hate is a strong word i just didn't connect to it i had no feelings about it um but i'm really glad that i saw uk2 because Mm. those girls the cast was so strong it's too it was too strong i mean not too strong i'm not saying that as a negative i'm saying like yeah it was too strong like the world uh, was crushed when bimini didn't win like, I was crushed when Bimini didn't win. I still haven't gotten over it. Because <laughs> not that I thought, I think um, Lawrence, Lawrence Cheney is a very deserving winner. Yeah. But to this day, I send Eddie Bimini's, like, Instagram posts, like, almost daily. I'm just, I'm sickened by all the beautiful looks <laughs> that that whore is, is, is coming out with. Because she looks stunning. Yeah, she really capitalizes on the androgynous look like all of her looks are very unisex and i love that about it the bitch looks good regardless of yeah. like what she's going for and i fucking live yeah she's good. but now we have a whole new two groups two casts of girls to hopefully fall in love with yeah so i think if we were to go by queen by queen we might we might run into like a two hour podcast. We fully are not going <laughs> yeah, to queen. So, so Adi, say- I would love to get some highlights. Yeah, for sure. Which one do you want to start with? Canada or UK? Let's go with UK. Okay, so we so the both seasons have not started yet. We're just getting like some intro um content from the shows in terms of like the behind the scenes and also like maybe what they've posted on Instagram or any additional stalking or videos that we've seen. Um, I think Eddie and I would love to, like, maybe provide some, like, overarching thoughts of, of some standout queens. Yes. Eddie. So, uh-huh. I would say the first queen that stood out to me the most was Charity Case. Um, so if you haven't seen the um, the Meet the Queens, um, this isn't really a spoiler, but Charity Case was the one with the dragon look. I thought she was wild i loved i love the look and i'm basing my um i'm honestly basing basing my love of her on that look alone like that look alone blew me away i thought she was the most the the most uh, outstanding out of all of them i think charity case won the best meet the queens look in history yes and a <clears throat> second queen for me that stood out was victoria scone um, so she is the first uh, AFAB uh, assigned female at birth queen um, in the franchise, any franchise, and that's exciting. But more than that, I've looked at her Instagram and I've looked at through some of her pictures. She's just a really good fucking drag queen. And um, so she's got me excited. I, um, I have mixed feelings about Victoria Scone, mm-hmm. not because I'm so glad that she's bringing representation to the show. Um, but she's the type of drag queen I don't really connect with, in general. Um, so, so I'm very excited about her being a female competing in a drag race show. Yes. And I really hope she proves me wrong. Um, and I think her Meet the Queens was actually very funny, and she seems like a very sweet girl. Yeah, um, and you saw that blood look that I sent to you? Okay, so that there is one look that is stunning. That yeah. is that is that is drag, yeah. and it's um it's kind of like almost like a teardrop shape um across her whole gown in red. I guess it might be like blood. I don't know, but stunning. So yeah. check that look out on her Instagram. Um, but I'm fascinated to see how she does in the competition because she's too. she's more like she's more campy, but not like. More like cabaret, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the vibe I got, and that's not generally the the drag that I am instantly attracted to. But that doesn't mean I dislike it. So I'm just yeah. like, I'm excited to see more of her. Yeah. Um, but for sure, I want to co-sign um, 
Charity Case. Yes. I thought that not only was the look stunning, yeah. but like the personality kind of was there. Yeah. Like I felt this is this is a a, a competitor for the crown. Yeah. And like we don't even know her yet, but like yeah. the, I don't know if you saw this, but there was already like an apology she issued for some um racist comments she made in the past. Oh jeez. I know. And we're getting to the point in like social media right now where like kind of um so once these queens are announced people the those those fans that are like obsessed will go through like these queens um instagrams from the past and like pull out the first thing that's problematic and then like yeah. call them out for it yeah and um i actually don't full i don't disagree with that i think i think i'm i think that's kind of a good thing yeah. um i think i'm very interested in how queens react when they're called out yeah, and I think um, Charity Case was an example of how to be called out and respond to a call out um, properly. I think yeah. she apologized via like a note on her like Instagram. I think like she posted it, apologizing, taking responsibility, and um, I think the one th- when you're apologizing about shitty things you've done in the past mm-hmm. you have to take action and you have to promise to do better yeah. and you have to show us you're doing better yeah i will say i don't think charity has done enough to show us she's she's actively not trying to be racist mm-hmm. but i think she out of drag race apologies of which there have been many yes that's probably one of the better apologies mm. um so we'll see how she does um yeah. You know, I also think, like, everyone has done some, some stupid shit. Um, yeah. I think now we're just at the time where the evidence is there to be able to call someone out. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'm... I think call-out culture and cancel culture is a completely different topic, so we shouldn't dive into that anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, any other queen that stood out to you? For the UK? Those were the two that I really fell in love with, I would say. Um, Victoria Green is back, but honestly, she can go home first, and I'd be happy. Eddie's a <laughs> Victoria Green hater, and I never got it because I thought Victoria Green shows promise. I she's think she's a loying little shit. <laughs> <laughs> she's a piece of shite. Um, <laughs> I want to point out two other queens that kind of stood out to me. Um, Ella Vade is uh very fucking cute. and i think everyone thinks that like he's very traditionally cute as a boy and um i'm not mad at it and the drag is very polished like Mm. usually you know in season what was it 13 there's that cute guy but he's like shit at drag what is his name um what's his name season 13 are you talking about kahana montrese no i was not talking about kahana montrese the one the the white one that is like um very cute as a boy, but left, like, second. On season 13? Yeah. Oh, Joey J. Joey J. Mm. That's, like, an example of, like, bad drag from yeah. a cute guy. Yeah. But, like, Cameron Michaels is a cute, like, traditionally cute guy who does yeah. drag well. Yeah. And I think um, Ella Vade seems to be on that level. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, like, buzz around around them. Uh, but you know me, I'm a Crunchyarian. So if everybody likes somebody, I dislike them. So I dislike them even harder now. Yeah, okay. Anyways. <laughs> and another one I'm interested to hear your take on is mm. Chorizo May, mm. who is a Spaniard. Yes. Um, and I live for like the Spanish speaking queens yes. a- anywhere mm. um, across the franchise. That's why I, lo- I fell in love with. Um, the what is it the holland winner oh, what's it i'm blinking um uh, who cares uh-huh. <laughs> that's, why, that's why i fell in love with her um but Teresa may is a spaniard competing on uk season three yes she does live somewhere in the uk i believe now yeah. but um the drag i saw i saw was like not it and like i was like mm. she looks like crunchy oh yeah um but she also seems like a campy queen, and she could be funny. I don't know. We'll see. Any yeah. any thoughts on her? On Chorizo May? Um, I just hope that uh, the racist Drag Race fans aren't there up to their usual self and are racist towards her because she's, she's Spanish-speaking. 
Um, uh-huh. I think I think the franchise. I know I know they've already started attacking her, and they told her that she needed to apply for Spain and not for the UK. But the bitch lives in the UK, so deal with it. Um, I am afraid for her because RuPaul's Drag Race, especially RuPaul and Michelle Visage, are not particularly nice to queens who have English as a second language. And the show in general tends to make fun of those kinds of queens. And um, it's very disrespectful and it's very um, hurtful, especially because they treat the Puerto Rican queens who are Spanish speaking queens, who I automatically have a connection to because I am Hispanic as well. Um, I get really offended. And that's one of the things that really bothers me about the franchise is that they treat second, um, uh, they treat, English as a second language, uh, Queens very differently. And so I hope she doesn't have to go through that. I hope so too. Um, we'll see. I mean, I think, yeah, I'm fascinated because like in the U S versions, they definitely treat the Puerto Rican Queens like shit. I would Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see if that same thing applies. It's a different dynamic, right? It's like Spaniards are white. Is it? It's not really racism. It might be like discrimination, but like right. we'll but see. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. Fully, I know. What yeah, you mean, yeah. But it, it is a different dynamic, is what I'm trying to point out. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how she will fare, and right. and we'll find out. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to honestly, none of the other girls were like. They're, they're, I, agree. I I have some like comments, but it's fine. I mean, we'll talk about fun, we'll talk about it later. They're fun, but I feel like. They're all part of the formula now, so like, yeah, you can kind of like place them, yeah, which is like it's kind of getting predictable, but whatever. whatever. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's move on. We're still to... gonna watch the fucking. Yeah, show we're anyway. fully gonna watch it. <laughs> we literally have like half of our podcast that we talk about Drag Race Seriously. because we are, you know what, addicted. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to RuPaul's Drag Race Canada, which yes. is on its second season. Um, Eddie and I also watched the. Meet the Queens, which are little... By the way, if you don't watch Meet the... I realize that a lot of our listeners don't actually watch Drag Race. Yes. <laughs> they, just lo- they just love our commentary. Yeah. Um, but the Meet the Queens are videos that the show posts on YouTube. They're short videos that give us an introduction to the characters. So, for Canada, we watch these short intros of the Queens to kind of get to know them better. Um, Eddie, are there any Queens on the Canada cast that you found particularly exciting? Yes. So let me just say Rita Baga was robbed. Bianca didn't deserve to win. But no, 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 Eddie. I, I want relevant commentary, <laughs> not, um, not delusion. I just want justice for Rita, is all. Rita's anyway. fine. Did you notice Rita didn't attend the reunion? Because she's better than that. Fuck she, that. No, it's not because she's better, it's because she's bitter. Mm, get out of here. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, so meeting the queens for Canada again, it kind of feels, feels formulaic, so that kind of sucks. But there were a couple queens that I really enjoyed. Uh, the first was Ocean Aqua Black. Um, I really loved her personality. She kind of reminded me, and uh, I don't mean to be this person who compares queens to other queens, but she really reminded me of Lady Red Couture from uh, Hey Queen. Oh. Okay, and okay. I just really loved Lady Record. I mean, she passed away, but she rests in peace. Um, but um, she was just always laughing and very bubbly and fun. And Ocean, Ocean Aqua Black kind of gives me that. And I really, I really love that. And she seems like just a nerd, you know, a nerdy like person. And I love that. Um, the second person that I really enjoyed was Suki Doll. And that's because I really loved her look. It was really good. And she was funny. And then um, who else was it that I really enjoyed? Oh, Stephanie Prince. I really loved her, too. Um, She was a Filipina queen. Um, She just seemed really... She seems like she's about that shit talk. And I love shit talk. So I really enjoyed her. Mm. How about you? So I will say that before you told me how... You much, how much you loved, um, what is it, Ocean? Uh-huh. Is it Ocean? I think it's Ocean Aqua Black. Ocean Aqua Black. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I had not seen them beat the Queens. Eddie saw it before me, I think. Um, I saw a couple of them, yeah. And um, I uh, saw screenshots of her, and I was like, oh, this girl's busted. Yeah. She, <laughs> that, the wig she wore on the, or the 
probably multiple wigs she wore on the Meet the Queens. I was just like, this is not it, girl. Yeah. But then I saw the Meet the Queens, and that personality is just gold. Yeah. That is TV magic. Yes. And I think she's going to do really well. I hope so. Uh, I What I'm very nervous about is the drag. Yeah. Because the personality is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of have to have a certain level of polish to win the show. Yeah. Um, I don't get winner vibe from Oceane, but I get I get Heidi and Closet vibes. Mm. Where the, the personality is A1, yeah. but does the drag match? Yeah. And so we'll see. I'm I'm very hopeful. I think she's she seems really cute. I'm I'm into the drag, but I'm I'm into the personality. The drag yeah. I'm a little worried about. Mm. But I hope the best for her. Yeah. Um another can I say overall, mm-hmm. um, compared to the UK season three cast, yeah, Canada knows how to do diversity. Yes, they do. And Absolutely. I and I don't like diversity just for the sake of diversity. Mm-hmm. I want the best queens to be on the show. Yeah. Um, but Canada just knows how to do like diversity. I just yeah. like feel like. They are really purposeful in their casting, and I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, on Canada's Drag Race, we have um, Kimora Amor, who mm-hmm. is, like, she's black, but not only is she doing black, she's bringing a specific type of black drag to Drag Race, which is Afrofuturism, mm-hmm. which is an amazing type of fashion that, like, because of racism, probably the world is just not exposed to, but like, yeah. I'm so glad that someone is bringing that energy to drag race. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have a Colombian queen, a Colombian slash Quebecois queen, um, Adriana. Yes. Um, so I love to see a Latina, I think, as far as I know, she's the first Latina on Canada. I don't mm-hmm. remember there being one last season, but. Um, again, I'm always here for the Latina, Hispanic girls. I, I want the best for them. Yeah. Um, I wasn't that like over the moon from her Meet the Queens, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep an eye on her. We'll see how she does. I gotcha. Um, and let's see, is there anyone else? Um, everyone else was great. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say they're fine because the can for some reason the Canada. Videos were like thirty seconds long. Seriously, yeah. We uh, there was not much I can get out of them, but I think we covered this. The standouts were Oceana Aqua Black. Yeah, thing fully. Everyone else was. I'm excited, but I'm I don't know. We'll we'll see how they are. Yeah. Anyone else from you? Uh no, um. But I'm mad that Stacy is not coming back as a judge. So. What do you mean? She's one of the main judges now. She's not. She is. No, not Stacy. Sorry. Um, oh my God, what's her name? Oh, um, it is Stacy. No, it's not. I forgot her name. I too. forgot her name too. <laughs> clearly, I'm, clearly, I'm a big fan of her. Um, but no, I. Yeah, there is. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman gave an interview recently. I didn't read it, but he gave an interview. Stacy. Stacy. Stacy McKenzie. Said. You said Tracy. I said Stacy. No, you didn't. I did. When you okay. hear this back and you're wrong, I want an apology from you. <laughs> okay, you're right. I was thinking about Tracy Melshore. Yeah. Tracy Melshore is a judge now. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman gave an interview recently about the culture of Canada's Drag Race. Yeah. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman gave an interview, and uh, I'm not interested in it. But apparently, um, Canada's Drag Race is, is is that has there's a darkness to it. I, I'm don't care. I really don't care about <laughs> Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm so excited for Drag Race. We will have so much more to talk about. Yes. And that is it for today's Drag Race segment. Of course. We can move on to our media of the week. Um, Edward, do you have any media that has um, captured stuck my out attention? To you? Yeah. Honestly, not this week. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I I really try to think, but I'm still watching Reservation Dogs. I'm still listening to um, the same music that I listened to last week. So no, no, no real changes here. Well, my media of the week is this show. 
that we have never talked about on this podcast before called Reservation Dogs. Oh. And Eddie finally forced me to watch it while we were together. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, usually, well, actually, I can't say usually because anything Eddie recommends that isn't music, I usually don't watch. <laughs> but um, this time I did. And Eddie not only has great taste in music, but apparently has great taste in shows too because what? Reservation Dogs was it. It was yeah. so cute. It was so just like adorable is the best way to explain it because the storylines are so um refreshing it comes from a diverse perspective a native perspective that we don't normally get but it's still relatable regardless of i'm not native and i still like loved everything that was happening yeah um yeah i fully recommend please check out um reservation dogs on hulu so that we can Start another spinoff and only talk about Reservation Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's it for our podcast today. Um, thank you, everyone, f- for listening to episode 12. Yes. Um, As always, please give us some feedback. <laughs> I really want a feedback section, guys. So the more the, the more feedback, the more we can uh, talk feedback and uh, feedback can be just about the episode or if you have your own opinions regarding the Queens or moving. Um, so please uh, send us an email at Los Bichos podcast at Gmail. Um, you can rate and subscribe us as well on Apple, Spotify, all the other platforms. And we're on Instagram at Los Bichos podcast and our Twitter is Los Bichos pod, right? Yep. And uh, our Twitter's at Most Beaches Pod. Yes. Um, please follow us, rate and review. Um, and we will see you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye.